0: Yesterday's the past, tomorrow's the future, but today is a gift. That's why we call it the present. Hello, my name is Cheryl Orton, and this is my podcast, Today's Gift. We're going to talk about the gift that is today and the gifts that each day holds. And I'd like you to just stick around with me as we dive into the treasure chest that holds today's gift. Hello and welcome back. I know it's been a little longer than I anticipated, but we're about to just go ahead and dive in today. We're going to talk about dealing with the thorns. I'm going to start in the book of Matthew, and we've got quite a bit of scriptures today, and then I'm going to talk about some tips that i found while searching this topic so here we go matthew chapter 13 verses 51 and 52 jesus saith unto them have you understood all these things and they say unto him yea lord then saith he unto them therefore every scribe which is instructed unto the kingdom of heaven is likened to a man that is a householder, which bringeth forth out of his treasure, things old and new. Today's gift and every day's treasure is the Word of God. Inside are hidden jewels of grace for each new day, and when we have this treasure in our earthen vessels, it is our duty to share it with others. Second Corinthians, chapter. Not sure what this is, I'm sorry, but the verses are four to nine, and I'm just going to go ahead and read. For God, who commanded the light to shine out of darkness, has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We are troubled on every side yet not distressed we are perplexed but not in despair persecuted but not forsaken cast down but not destroyed this treasure was not meant to be hidden but to be shared with the whole world and we have a God of more than enough we need to share what we have and so today I'm going to share with you some things that I have learned uh, some tips on how to deal with thorns and the weeds of worry. I want to have good ground. And to do that, we have to get rid of the thorns and the weeds of distractions of worry. So here goes. Romans chapter 12, verse 2. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Philippians 4, verse 8 says, Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Whatever we choose to see will determine our reality. We can choose to focus on our problem and we will drown in our problem. Or we can look to Jesus to fix our problem, and he can show us the way out step by step. Or he can teach us to accept his plan, realizing that he sees more than we see, and his ways is always best, whether we realize it or not. Psalms chapter 121, verses 1 and 2 says, I will lift up mine eyes to the hills from whence cometh my help, My help cometh from the Lord, which made heaven and earth. I want to share something with you. It is not original to me. and may or may not have come from a book, Get Out of Your Head by Jeannie Allen. And it may have just been a simple Google search when I was searching all of these things, but I don't think it just came from my brain because it's pretty cool. Um, I'm not sure where it came from, but here goes. Seven ways to change your thinking. Number one: guard your thoughts, cast down imaginations. Second Corinthians ten five says, "Casting down imaginations, and every high thing that exalteth itself against the knowledge of God, and bringeth into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ." Number two: analyze. What is the source? If it is a dangerous or bad thought and is coming from something that you can control, get rid of its source. If you cannot eliminate it, maybe you can reduce its impact. Make your thoughts prisoners. We must control them. Do not let them control us. Number three, accepting and rejecting. If we entertain negative thoughts, they can become strongholds. A stronghold is a collection or group of thoughts, ideas, or suggestions. If that stronghold is not based on the Word of God, it will cause us to act on wrong information. When we analyze or reject negative sinful thoughts, the enemy is defeated. Number four, replace. Replace negative thoughts with truth from God's Word. Right thoughts will allow good things to come into our lives. Number five, renewing. Romans 12.2 from the NLT says, Let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. We can change our life by casting down imaginations and focusing on God's word. God knows our thoughts, but we can be forgiven and changed. James one and eight says a double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. We cannot keep putting positive and negative thoughts in the same environment and expect success. We might survive, but it will be difficult to thrive. Remember the thorny soil? It survived for a while, but it was eventually choked by the thorns and died. Number six, refocus your thinking on God, his word and his solutions to every problem. Trust God to do what his word says. Do not allow your thoughts or anything to break your focus off the things of God. Whatever we focus on will grow. When problems arise, do not focus on them. Focus on the solution and become a problem solver. Number seven, the only effective way to change our lives is to change our thoughts and our attitudes. Isaiah chapter 55 verses 8 and 9 says, For my thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, saith the Lord. For as the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. God wants us to bring us to his way of thinking, the best way to change your thought life is to spend time with the one who provides permanent solutions to the problems that we face. So if we want to deal with the thorns in our soil, let's turn our lives over to the master gardener and see what a masterpiece that he can create in our lives. Thank you guys for sticking around uh i got three things i want to mention uh here at the end while uh we were on the little break there that i guess you didn't experience we figured out the verse it was second corinthians chapter four verses six to nine for god who commanded the light to shine out of darkness has shined in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of power may be of God and not of us. We're troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We're perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. I also wanted to mention, Ryan Franklin has something out called Christian leader community coaching that has been a tremendous help to my family and I over the past few months. If you're interested in growing and becoming all that God wants you to become, I highly recommend it. And also, there's a book that uh, I have been reading that was in one of the programs called Self-Regulation. He had uh, recommended reading in it. It's called 90 Seconds to a Life You Love. How to Master Your Difficult Feelings to Cultivate Lasting Confidence, Resilience, and Authenticity. It's by Joan I. Rosenberg, Ph.D. Just some good things to help you deal with the thorns. And I look forward to seeing you again next time while we continue in our series, Lessons from the Field. I love you all.